a coronavirus, eh? Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, it's going fantastic. I think we caught it's that going coronavirus at the start of the recording. Yeah, well, I was just worried about you You're losing your voice. You know, I, I had the coronavirus in the last week. I don't know if I transmitted it to you through the interwebs. Yeah, I need it's to... like a computer virus, coronavirus, maybe? Yeah. I need to keep an eye out. I don't know if, uh, like, South America is getting hit with any cases. I know, like, there's all these, like, travel advisories for different places and stuff now, but I don't think it's uh, made its way here yet. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not overly worried about it for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, yeah, me neither. A bunch of people die from the flu every year. I actually read Reason had an article out about the coronavirus and they said that, you know, one British researcher estimated that only 5% of the infected coronavirus patients who have symptoms are are known about, like have been reported or officially recorded. Mm -hmm. And so when you extrapolate the death rate to that likely number, the death rate is about the same uh, as the flu is, as the regular regular influenza is. Mm -hmm. So... What do you think? This isn't on topic, but we can talk about this. What do you think uh, about this concept that if people cover their mouths near Asians, they're racist? And I heard SARS called sudden Asian racism syndrome because it was the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know. I don't know what the definition of racism is anymore, to be honest with you. But uh, is it profiling? Yes. And is profiling bad? No. Isn't it, yeah, I mean, isn't it valid profiling? Someone Asian is more likely to be Chinese. Someone Chinese is more likely to have been in China. Someone in China is more likely to have the coronavirus. Seems perfectly logical yeah. to me. Like I wouldn't be yeah. hypersensitive to it. I don't think there's a risk, but I don't think it's like racist. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't know what's, I, I would do it if I was worried, right? Like yeah. if I'm, you know, I think the risk is super, so low right now and almost anywhere people are doing that, that it's just irrational or, uh, you know, maybe a little ignorant. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I was just listening to this Joe Rogan podcast with this guy, I'm trying to remember his name. He's a black dude that like converted hundreds of clan members. Okay. Uh, a hefty guy. Clan. Yeah. 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 And I've he, seen him on Bill he, Maher. You know, and he made a really good point about racism. He says it's it's all rooted in ignorance. It's like, mm-hmm. how can you hate me when you don't know me? And the reality is you can't really, right? So hate is born out of fear. You fear and you fear what you don't know. And so he says, ultimately, it's just that these guys don't know. They, they've never really hung out or met a black person. They don't know. So they, they uh, fear them. And then they glom onto all these ideologies that, that protect them and make them feel better and more secure. And that leads them to hate and all this other stuff. Right. And so, you know, if racism is simply ignorance, if that's all it kind of is ignorance and profiling, well then I guess this is kind of ignorance and profiling, but is it nefarious? Is it bad? No, it's not that bad. I mean, it's, it would be better probably if people understood how viruses spread and how, you know, they're unlikely to get it. But at a certain point it makes sense, right? Because look, if it's, um, if 99% of terrorists are Muslim, um, if, if, you know, then, and you're a, an airport security screener and you're, you're like strip searching a granny in a wheelchair 
um, you're probably misappropriating resources. Like there's only mm-hmm. so much bandwidth you have. It would be better to focus on now. Is that profiling? Yes. Is it, but you know, I, I think there's this idea to... that like, Oh, well we should screen every like nationality equally just to be fair. And it's like, well, right. Oh, no right. UK. I don't know if this is true, but like no one from Belgium has ever blown up an airplane or whatever. Right. 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 And I think ultimately the best, the best screening or the best security measures come from uh, people watching behavior, right? If you're really good at watching behavior, I think Israel does something like this uh, in their screening. It's not, you know, this kind of mass stereotyping uh, type screening, but it's more like they have agents walking around noting behavior and there's a pattern of behaviors that they, that they target rather than, uh, something else right and that's probably more accurate it gets yeah. closer to the individual rather than the these aggregate collectives or something and that, so yeah it, I, the closer you can get to identifying the root principle or, or you're getting down to first principles of behavior how would a terrorist behave and what kind of things would they do that you're looking for and the closer you can get to that the better it's going to be yeah there's I mean, Ayn Rand had some quote I read recently that's like racism is just the basest form of collectivism. But so you have a right. bunch of these people on the left traditionally arguing in favor of collectivism, but then just getting mad that they don't like one form of collectivism that other people are using, but that the root yeah. problem is treating people as a collective one way or the other. But I want to, Like, I've read that a lot of airports are screening. Like, if you're flying from China, you have to go through extra screening, right? And it's like, that's not racist. That's practical because that's where the disease is, right? And so maybe it's still an overreaction, but, like, that's practical. And there's lots of Asian countries doing it, too, because they want to protect themselves, right? Yeah, seems reasonable to me. I mean, if you're coming from China, um, you know, you should probably be screened. Someone made a good point that also like it was just Chinese New Year. So probably a lot of people like go back for the New Year and were in China recently. Right. But one last thing I want to ask about. So I I read a book called Discrimination and Disparities by Thomas Sowell. Hmm. Um, And he talks about how like discrimination is actually good in the proper use of the term, right? Like to discriminate means to like, think about qualities and pick accordingly, something along those lines. And one example that really sticks out to me is that there was this idea that, you know, having a questionnaire on a um, job application, like have you been in prison, was bad because it, let, it unnecessarily or unfairly targeted African-Americans because African-Americans have a higher incarceration rate. But then actually removing, making it illegal to ask that question actually made it worse for African-Americans because people didn't want to hire felons. And on average, African-Americans are incarcerated more. So they just wouldn't screen black people for that reason because they couldn't screen them out and they want to not hire felons and they have the right to do that. Um, So it's really interesting and I think In other words, they, they, they might have hired uh, a black person who wasn't a felon, but because they didn't even have the opportunity to ask if people were felons, they just didn't want to risk hiring them at all. Right. And he makes a very eloquent argument that that's perfectly acceptable and okay, right? That right. if you can't, it, it, it does come from ignorance, but it's 
the idea that, well, if your knowledge capabilities are limited, then you have to make the best determinations you can. And so racism and discrimination yeah. sometimes is valid when you don't have the ability to get more information. You should always strive to, but. Yeah, as usual, government ruins everything. And, you know, uh, <laughs> marketplaces tend to tend to eliminate, um, uh, let's say, unfair discrimination or something like that, right? So, ir- or irrational discrimination. And yeah. so, you know, if one company is discriminating on you, just dismissing you out of hand because of the color of your skin or something like that, and another company notices, oh, well, I can pick up these employees for a little bit cheaper than the, the going rate because other employers won't hire them. Mm-hmm. And that puts me in a better bargaining position, right? So now I'm hiring them. Now I'm making more money because I'm able to hire that group. And pretty yeah. soon other people notice that that's their competitive advantage and they drop that kind of racist policy and things start to even out or even the felon thing, right? Like let's say you did ask if there's a felon and one company never hired any felons, but another company realized, you know what? I could hire felons for a hell of a lot cheaper. I'm in a business where I don't have to put them out front to interacting with the public. So the risk is pretty low. All they have to do is sit here in this back shop and put things together or do whatever work is. Um, and I have security measures. I know I'm not going to have to worry about theft. So I'm going to hire these guys and yeah. I'm going to hire them for cheap. And next thing you know, you're making money hand over fist and pretty soon um, more people are considering hiring felons, right? So that's how you get rid of irrational discrimination or whatever. Right. And, and mm-hmm. you couple that with the fact that, look, yes, you know, there's a theory out there that uh, black people, like a black person and a white person facing the same charges, the black person's going to go to jail more often than the white person. Um, mm-hmm. And so that there may be, there's some inherent discrimination in the system. Well, if you know that, if you know that black people are being put away for victimless crimes and that there's this, this irrational racism in the system where they get punished more. Um, then you might notice that, um, I, it's actually not as big a risk to hire these people as other people think it is. So just mm-hmm. because they're felon doesn't actually mean they're violent or that they've created any victims or that they, and, and it might mean that they're more likely to have been a victim of just dumb racism yeah. by the judicial system. So if I hire them, uh, I'm getting a competitive advantage because their labor is going to be cheaper and um, no one else will give them a chance. And, and so again, you know, this is how markets kind of deal with uh, racism, irrational racism and discrimination. Of course, we yeah. all need to maintain the right to discriminate because look, uh, you know, when I married my wife, I discriminated against uh, billions of other ladies in the world. Sorry, ladies. Uh, but uh, you know, if you don't have the exact characteristics of my wife, I don't want you. I'm sorry if that's bad. There are mutable characteristics too. I know yeah. you can't help but be the way you, you be, but uh, sorry. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, not to get down that rabbit hole, but yeah, the whole idea of some people will claim about this felon issue that, yeah, like it's just unfair because more black people get convicted or whatever. And it's, I mean, the whole problem of victimless crimes, like murder is murder. It's pretty straightforward. It's a lot easier to deal with and be objective about than like what, how many ounces of weed do you have and how long should you put be put in prison for that? So like there's lots of issues with the types of things people are being put away for and why then it, you know, exacerbates that issue. But something that is in line with the market solving the issue and what Thomas Sowell also talks about is that any, like, it's not just that some competitor 
could hire, you know, black people if I was racist and didn't want to hire any. It also provides an opportunity for a new business run by a black person who serves that community, right? Uh, right. Like they have the compet- they have an, a completely unserved or underserved market that they can now yeah. compete with um, and make money and and start the business, right? Well, and and I think it's it needs to be said too that um, you know after after the Civil War and um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the thing, but anyways, you know black people were starting to come into the workforce and they had tight family units and all this stuff. Um, it was the left and labor unions that, that pushed minimum wages, right? Because black people at the time, they're trying to overcome all this history of racism and discrimination and that sort of thing. They're entering the labor market and they're starting to get more and more business because they can do, they, they will do work for cheaper, right? And black businesses will do work for cheaper and this sort of thing. So what do you do to price them out of the market? You raise the, the minimum wage and the labor rates and pretty soon black people can't compete with you anymore. Now your union's doing better. It's got a bit of a monopoly where black people can't compete with you. Mm. So, you know, and minimum this- wage laws were essentially race driven by racism yeah. uh, and discrimination, trying to keep black people out of the market. Um, and that's the same I, I issue that a lot of people know that happens with felons and any other, like even young people trying to get a job. Why would I hire someone with more risk attached or less skill, more training needed when I have to pay everyone the same anyways, right? I can't exactly. choose the rate I want to pay someone. So yeah, I'd hire, a, I'd hire three felons if I could get them for the same cost as one other person. But if I have to pay them anyways, right. I'm going to try and get someone who isn't a felon because that's just a better trait to have not ever committed a crime or whatever, right? Um, right, right. So it's definitely... Well, and, and there, and there's a bit of that going on, I think in the prison industrial complex, right? A lot of people complain that prisons are privatized, um, which isn't quite true, right? When, when you and I talk about privatized, we talk about a free market of, of people trying to attract voluntarily paying customers, not people that get a monopoly privilege, yeah. not a private company that gets a monopoly. So it's more like an oligarchy the government. prisons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's this kind of, uh, and and these prisons do a lot of work stuff. They they first of all they make more money the more prison prisoners they have, right? And so, um, you know, it's easy to see how <laughs> how this could be um, uh, leveraged, I guess, to benefit the these profiteers who profit off of human suffering and misery and, and captivity. Um, and, and it's really yeah, it's crazy. And there's been a few judges who have been um, who have been prosecuted because it was found out that they're taking kickbacks from prisons, right? So mm-hmm. why are the prisons giving judges kickbacks to get them their incarceration rates up? Well, it's because they get more money the more prisoners they get. It's just right. a terrible, terrible yeah. model, you know. What you want ideally is a prison that makes money off of uh, rehabilitation out or rehabilitation, right? Yeah, it's like if I had a massive private if i was amazon i start a prison and i pay them based on how many great employees i get for cheap out of this prison system something like that Um, all right so to summarize racism is all right discrimination is good (laughs) and so i i read someone posted that they found someone very courageous for being chinese and coughing loudly and openly without covering their mouth on the bus what do you think of that 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> if I were Chinese, I'd probably walk around doing that all day. I think it's it just something. impolite to not cover your mouth generally. But Yeah, I suppose. But uh, I think it's also kind of funny to troll people. So I don't know. Ah, is Kobe Bryant a good guy? He's <laughs> a good basketball player. All right. Yeah, Thanks, I Tim. don't know. I don't know. Never knew him. Never knew him. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Bye.